All right, we are back. The RBT podcast returns after a, what was it, like three week? Three week delay? I think so. I think our last episode was draft at week. the draft, yeah. Draft so week. it's been a while. A lot of crazy things have happened. Huge yeah. moves have been made. Didn't you go to like France or Germany or something? No, we went to Italy for 10 days. Um, we, just got back, we just got back two days ago. Must so. be nice. So yeah. just have your summer to do whatever you want. Must be really nice. Okay, yeah. It was pretty great. <laughs> what was the best thing about going to Italy? Um, I don't know. There was a lot of cool things to see, and the food was amazing. Uh, we saw... There were some amazing views there. This, all the cities look are super old, and it's just like a really different feel from the U.S. It's more relaxed, and there's just a lot more history. It's really great. There are modern parts, though, right? You just went Yeah, to there are modern parts, but it's... Touristy, old old towns and stuff yeah a little bit most of like most of the places we went were touristy i mean there are still modern parts but i mean it's a really different culture and the driving was crazy there i don't think there are driving laws there like whatsoever <laughs> it was ridiculous i mean we saw someone back into like this pole and their entire back windshield shattered and then they just left so just kept on going just kept on going yeah well you know classic. that's what you do that was the pizza. Did you have pizza? Oh, yeah. We had a lot of pizza and pasta. It was really good. Oh, you had pizza and pasta? Yeah. That's what you do in <laughs> Italy. <laughs> lots, of, lots of courses there, right? It's like seven or eight courses. Oh, yeah. We had, the, food. we had those kinds of meals, too. There's huge, huge meals. Just food kept coming. Nice. Yeah, well, we're back. Um, obviously, well, I guess we'll recap the draft a little bit again. Um, and then we'll recap everything that's happened so far in free agency. Yeah, uh, big news for the Nuggets. A couple trades, couple of huge contract extensions. Harden gets an insane amount of money. Just really, just an insane yeah. amount of money. It's, there's been a ton of money being thrown around this year. Um, yeah, but not as much. In the scheme of things, it's when you consider the the landscape of the NBA, it's been kind of quieter this year, I guess, compared to other years. I'm not sure. I guess I was expecting more. And there's still a few more pieces to fall that haven't haven't signed yet. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Summer League, since most of the draft picks are playing now. That's always fun. Vegas is packed this year. Yeah. The Summer League's growing into this huge thing. Yeah. They're, every time there's like a great play, you can really hear it in the stands, which is different than a lot of other years, which was pretty dead. Now there's a big fan following. Pretty quiet when Lonzo took the floor, though. The fans didn't seem to really well, they, care. They didn't yeah, seem to really care about Lonzo. They didn't care about him at all. Yeah. <laughs> kind of as we expected. It's it's going to be tough for him, I think, at least to start. Yeah. Um, just because everyone's going to be watching him, and other NBA players are going to be trying their best to make him look like a fool, like Bryce Johnson did. The and Joella, Joel Embiid's going to, if he ever gets that chance. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to talk about first? So many th um, Let's see the Nuggets. Let's, let's yeah, let's just get the whole Millsap thing out of the way before we get into everything else. Probably the biggest free agent signing the Nuggets have ever had. Easily. That's safe to Easily. say. I mean, Kenyon Martin is the only other one. But Wait, Dice was pretty big in the moment. But Millsap's better. Yeah, Mil this, I think this is our first time ever. We've had All-Stars here, but we've never really signed an All-Star. An All-Star has never really wanted to come here. Yeah, I mean, even after they were an all-star, we've had guys develop in some here, but this is this is big for Denver. Because you think Mello, but we drafted Mello, 
and Allen Iverson, but we traded for Allen Iverson. Those are yeah. the two biggest that came to my mind. Yeah, it's usually been trades or something like that. But I mean, I saw this list of the best free agents the Nuggets have ever signed, and, and the list sad. was like Al Harrington, From, uh, Alex, Alex Kennedy. Yeah, Alex Kennedy. Yeah, that was Vishon Leonard. That was super depressing. Going Andre back. Miller. <laughs> Yeah, so th- it's definitely a shift. Uh, it speaks highly. Even if you don't love the, the value that they got for Millsap, it just speaks to, you know, people want to come and play here with Jokic. It's nice. It's definitely brand new. I mean, we've we've been in talks the last two years with seemingly every superstar. The, fr- the frustration was um, we've been in talks with players But before. we couldn't get them. Like, we feared maybe Millsap would be the same with Dwayne Wade, using the Nuggets just for leverage with other teams. And that might have been the case, but no other team. Yeah, no other team offered, which was surprising. I mean, there was talk of the Suns in Minnesota, but, but they all fell out. Minnesota ran out of cap room, and Phoenix decided to go for more um, take on bad contracts with assets. Looks like they're building for maybe one more year before they actually try and win, which yeah. is probably smart for Phoenix. Yeah, honest. probably. <laughs> but, yeah, it's exciting. Um I love Paul Millsap. I love his fit next to Jokic. My goodness, two excellent passers. This, um, yeah, this Millsap be fun. is a really good defender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the contract is probably the best part of the whole thing. It's only two years. We thought it would be three or four. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a four-year max with the player option. Yeah, and it ends up being a three-year, but the third year is a team option. Yeah, that is just awesome. So that it's was essentially a two-year deal. Yeah, Connolly and Carn- and. Karnisovis is that Karnisovis? Karnisovis, they deserve some. They deserve some kind of reward for getting him to agree to a team option in the third year. Well, they they got it. They both got promoted, so that's good. Well, yeah, but that was before, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's it's pretty amazing that they were able to do that and have that kind of leverage with an all star. So. It is it is encouraging after that. I don't know what you would call draft night if it was a debacle or just it. Yeah, I don't. You think could tell. Like, you could tell from Connolly's post post draft press conference that he was bitterly disappointed in what happened. Yeah, and there was something that came out. I think it was from Harrison Wind, um, who was saying, who said that they were from the press conference where he said that they were they gathered those guys for another move, but the move never really came or it fell through. Yeah, and so there was that. I don't think this is the exact team they really wanted. It, it can't be. They have like seven power fours on yeah, the roster and. A couple of, a couple of them are useless anyway. With Fareed, kind of Fareed, yeah, his value is anymore. I've been waiting for the trade. It's still possible. It's just the problem now is, they're running out of teams with cap space to be able to take on players like Fareed. Yeah, but Um, I mean the good thing is his cap, his salary isn't huge. It's twenty-seven over the next two years. Yeah, it's just annoying to me. Maybe it's just me personally. I just don't like him. Yeah. Twelve is way too much. To I don't like for. him at all. I don't like him really here, especially I mean, with Millsap. He's not going to be able to start now, so that's an expensive piece off the bench who doesn't provide much in the offensive game. Yeah, I would rather have Darrell Arthur come off the bench than Kenneth Fareed. Yep. So I mean, that's it's Even not though, great. We still we still have moves to make. We're nowhere near really. I think we're nowhere near the opening day roster. Yeah. But I think we're getting closer. I've been holding out hope maybe for a trade with the Celtics. Yeah. And they have a little bit more space now that they dumped Avery Bradley, which is... That, that was, was, like, the one of the worst deals I've seen. move to me. Because Marcus Morris might not even be able to play. He has a criminal charge co- coming up. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh, he does, yeah. Um, he's some kind of... I think 
the maximum sentence is three point seven years, and what it, they're expected to get two and a half. Well, the Celtics obviously feel like he'll be able to play. Yeah, I mean, it's a really small chance he'll actually serve jail time because you think that's the most they could have got for him, Marcus Morris. No. I mean, they had no leverage in the situation. They had no leverage, but they also had but Avery Bradley. Morris, I mean, come on. There had to be some better offer. I mean, we can get into the halls for really good players later because this, I mean, there have been a ton of trades, but no, none of the teams that have been giving away superstars have really gotten anything. The Bulls trade is looking better and better each day, actually, yeah. <laughs> compared to some of the other trades. I mean, and the Bulls really trade. Something. We, we kind of forgot about, I kind of forgot about the Bulls trade, but they got, I mean, a really good young player in Zach Levine. They got some, uh, he's okay. I mean, he'll be able to score. He, he gives them some excitement, maybe. Marketing. he's healthy, I mean, if he's healthy. Marketing's look decent in Summer League. It's just, I mean. I just can't believe they gave up the 16th pick. I can't yeah. get over the fact that they did that. Yeah, it was, they didn't need to. That was so unnecessary because Justin Patton could develop into a star. I know. I, mean, I like Justin so, Patton. I, I liked him too. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the salary cap actually, because I've they, they, last year there was a lot more reckless spending. I mean, Al Jefferson got three years, thirty million dollars. Mozgov. Mozgov. Four sixty four. Well, dang. Just you can go out, you can go down the list. <laughs> Joe Kim Noah. I mean, they they there Mix. were a ton of terrible terrible signings last year. And they really hurt the teams this year in cap space because a lot of teams are running out of cap. And that's a, a, that's a, due to the Warriors and the Cavs just blowing through everyone and losing money for the cap. I think it was something like $2 million. That and it also, with the dominance of the teams at the top, it's less incentive for teams at the bottom to spend. If they know they're not going to do anything, they might as well tank and try and get a draft pick. Anyway, yeah, it's more incentive for them to not try. Yeah, and so there's a quote from an agent in the East who said, "There's going to be more teams than ever, specifically in the East this year, that are tanking." Yeah, the East is going to be garbage. I don't even know who the playoff teams are going to be. The Sixers could be like the fourth seed. Oh God! Because there's just no one else. I mean, it's the Raptors, the Bucks, and then the Cavs and the Celtics and the Wizards and the Wizards and the Sixers. The Sixers will be with I think the Wizards. I mean. The Sixers, people are penciling them in, but I don't. I don't know. Markel got injured yesterday. That's. I'm higher on the Sixers than I guess a lot of other people are. Yeah, I, I like the talent. I mean, if it's if they're healthy, that's a dyna- that's a potential dynasty. But dynasty. Yeah. The health is, the health is a big concern because a lot of the guys they picked up, like a lot of their cornerstones are really, and we we haven't seen anything from them outside of Joel. And he, we only got thir- 31 games of him, so... Yeah, I mean, you like the talent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no I like really the talent. Just... I really like the J.J. Reddick signing. He signed there one year, 23. It's a lot of money. It's a but, lot of money. But for them, it's just one year, and they have all that cap room anyway because all their guys are on rookie contracts. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's going to fit perfectly, I think, with Fultz. He's a driving kick guy. And finally, someone who can spread the floor for Embiid and Simmons. Because yeah. that was going to be a problem for them, I think. Yeah, they had a dire need for spacing. I mean, Fultz is a good shooter, but he was—he doesn't really look like shooter. a really comfortable NBA three-point shooter right now. And Simmons isn't. Embiid's a post guy. Saric is okay, but I mean, none of them really. can really shoot. Embiid can shoot a little bit, but you don't really want your best floor spacer to be your center. Yeah, no. <laughs> Unless it's like Markinen or Dirk or someone like that. Yoke. Yoke. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the same problem that 
uh, the Timberwolves are having too because they have no floor spacing at all. Yeah, um, and they signed Jamal Crawford um, after they got. I guess yeah, I, I think they signed Taj Gibson for two and twenty-eight. This is a pretty so bad signing. Trying to bring the band back together. <laughs> yeah, might sign Derrick Rose pretty soon. Yeah, um, but they signed Jeff Teague too. He's a nice player. Um, I would have liked George Hill on that team. I think better than Jeff Teague. Yeah, George Hill would have been a great. He's a great fit for most teams, to be honest. I mean, I would have liked him on the Nuggets. Oh, that would, we would have been a shoe in for a playoffs. But what does he do in signing with the Kings? What are the Kings? What is the Kings' plan? What are they doing? <laughs> You're trying to figure out what the Kings are doing. I, I don't know. I mean, Zach Randolph for two years, ten mil. It's strange. I, I like Randolph and I like Hill, but I don't like them for those contracts for this team. And. Yeah, I mean, George Hill provides veteran leadership, but I think if you're the Kings, you want as many reps for De'Aaron Fox and like your young guys as possible, right? Isn't De'Aaron that, Fox like, looks good so is? far. Yeah, he looks good, but I don't... I, I He definitely needs more experience. Every rookie does. I don't think that there's really... Uh, are you going to say that De'Aaron Fox isn't ready yet? Oh, he's ready. He, okay. Oh, my <laughs> God. Stop with this ready thing. Like, there's there's no buzz phrase, buzzword right there. He's, the rookie isn't ready yet. He's ready. I just think he needs reps. I mean, every rookie needs reps, and giving him, only bringing off, bringing him off the bench and moving him off the ball is really the best use of his talents and his time. Especially for that contract, they're going to have to play pay. Jo- yeah, they're play have to George play Hill. Him. I mean, there's no. They paid him nineteen million dollars a year. I don't think there's really a use for keeping him on the bench. Yeah. Besides, to give De'Aaron minutes. Uh, I don't understand that. I mean, we can't, a lot of people came out of the drafts thinking that the Kings really made some smart moves. They got the maybe possible franchise point guard. They picked up a really good, smart, uh, really good small forward. They took a swing in Harry Giles, and they really got a lot of good culture guys. But, I mean, the, the free agency, it just doesn't make sense what they're doing. It doesn't match with what they did in the draft. And yeah. That's, that's sort of the problem with dysfunctional franchises is if even if they make a couple right moves in the end they bring it down they topple it down with strange decision after strange decision yeah what's that was like the dumbest tim hardaway might have been like the dumbest move of the entire offseason did i mean you thought that maybe the knicks were gonna switch things up when they fired phil and like hey we're gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna be dumb anymore we're not gonna Focus on the triangle and just draft players based on who's the best fit in the triangle. Yeah. And then they just throw, like, they just hand Tim Hardaway a bag full of money. And it's, they, how much money do they have tied up in the two shooting guards now? Just That's an insane amount of money. Also in their centers. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, in their centers. <laughs> I mean, Joe Noah's not good. And uh, he's locked up for like four more years. Yeah, and he got sus- didn't he get suspended or something? Yeah, yeah I kind of stopped paying attention, but I'm pretty sure he couldn't play because he was suspended. Yeah, there's always a hurt lot of, too. I mean, the, there are always problems with the Knicks, but that I don't even get what they're doing at all. I mean, why would you let a, your GM go through the drafts and and then fire him and then fire him? I mean, they clearly took Nitalikina because they liked his fit in the triangle. Yeah, I mean, if they if you're really gonna go in all all in on the system, then you can't fire the GM after you pick guys for the system. That's stupid. I, I, 
because they had Dennis Smith on the board, they yeah. had Malik Monk on the board, yeah, and they were like, no, we're gonna go all in on the system, and then they just left, abandoned the system a couple days later. I, I, well, there's no guarantee. I mean, do, are they going to abandon the system now? Yeah. What, why? Why did they? Why would they want it? The I players mean, hate it. Jeff Hornacek doesn't know how to coach it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Hornacek was the coach last year. He coached the Triangle, so you think he's going to completely switch everything? Yeah, he didn't want to coach it in the first place. I mean, it makes sense. He doesn't know how to coach it. I mean, this is this is new levels of just pure incompetence by the Knicks. I, I don't even know what to do. Should the like, at some point, this has to change, right? Like, there has to be some kind of change. I mean, maybe James Dolan... Should bring in Sam Hinkie. That'd be great. That'd They're be actually great. interviewing uh, David Griffin from the, the Cavs. Yeah. Which, I guess he's some hot commodity. He's gr- he was a good GM. He made good moves. Why, did, why did Gilbert fire him? He's cheap. Yeah, he offered Billups 1.5 mil instead of... That was a good rejection by Billups. I market mean, rate of four. Billups should, Billups should wait for like to not walk into a dumpster fire of a franchise. And it's pretty crazy. Like You think dumpster fire is harsh for the Cavs who just won a, a chip two years ago and were in the finals again last year, but, but it is crumbling right before your eyes. Mo- I don't know what they're doing. I mean, every time you see them linked to these free agents, it's always like Jamal Crawford or Kyle Korver or someone like that. Some and shooter who's old and can't no, play defense. You need to get defense. I don't know what you're doing here. I mean, the Nuggets the Nuggets don't have defense, but they're also not contending for a title anytime soon. You need defense to survive, and they're just going all in on these really old shooters for LeBron. It doesn't make sense to me. They just signed Jeff Green. Um, they signed Jeff Green? Yeah. One year, like three mil. Why do people give, keep giving Jeff Green opportunities? I don't know. But the Nuggets, at least they're trying to fix their defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they're making good moves. I, I, I don't get what's... This is a really weird time the NBA because a lot of the teams are just in complete... Like, they have no idea what they're doing at all. I mean, the Hawks didn't even offer anything for Millsap. The Knicks are... Well, the Hawks are in a clean, re- clear rebuild. Yeah, they're in a, they're in a rebuild. But I mean, they, you should offer at least something, or not, or just like not buy out Jamal Crawford and only keep Diamond Stone from a trade. It just—I <laughs> don't know what's going on. Let's, Diamond, talk, let's talk about that that sign and trade. Yeah, yeah, Diamond Stone is the NBA equivalent of uh, Wendy and Gabriel. <laughs> Man, Gabriel gets a lot of hate on this podcast. Yeah, same with Diamond Stone. <laughs> so, Gallo, Danilo Gallinari, signed to the Nuggets, but then is traded to the Clippers. And then, I don't think Millsap was part of the, the sign-in trade. I think he just signed with the Nuggets. Yeah. It was rumored that he might be part of the sign-in trade. But then the Clippers send um, Diamond Stone, Jamal Crawford, and a pick to the Hawks. And then we get a second-round pick to help facilitate the sign-in trade. Um, it just helps the Clippers clear some space. Really, no benefit for the Nuggets yeah, outside of the really second get round what pick. Yeah, what was going on in the sign and trade? They were just helping Gallo make more money. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's it's fine, but good. it did help the Clippers, which I mean, they're a rival. I don't really uh, outside Clippers, of that. The Clippers are a disaster. Like I kind of like. I mean, they did as best they could for losing Chris Paul. I mean, they kept Blake. They picked up Patrick Beverly, Sam Decker. You and could, yeah. You forget, like, they, they picked up Beverly, and he's now the starting point guard. And it's, they have Gallo. 
They have Sam Decker now, who I like as a... And Montrez Harrell. Harrell. I mean... They kept Blake and DeAndre. Yeah, Beverly is the guy that, I mean, if you're going to give, if you're going to let Blake just have complete reign of the offense, Beverly is a perfect starting point guard. He's a two-way player who doesn't need the ball on offense. That's exactly what they need. And they got Gallo two years too late. Um, I, mean, I, I just wish that the Nuggets dumped him at the trade deadline now. Yeah. If they dump him at the trade deadline, I think the Clippers, if, if he goes to the Clippers, I think that they, I think we're talking about a different situation in the NBA. Yeah, and that was the thing for the Nuggets. They were in a tough spot. Um, I mean, now it seems clear they should have traded Gallo, but they were in such a tight playoff race, and at the time it looked like they were going to make it. But at the same time, you knew they were going to play the Warriors in the first round. So how much did they value hoping to gain experience in the playoffs, even though they were going to lose, versus dump Gallo when they can get more than just a second-round pick or maybe nothing and just let him walk as a free agent? Look like they probably made the wrong choice there. But if you trade Gallo, that's a sign to your team that you're just giving up on this year. Yeah. Even though in the end it didn't work out anyway and they missed the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they... they Tough spot for them. Yeah, it was a difficult situation with Gallo because they really didn't have a ton of leverage. And he was going to be expensive and not every team anymore can really pay for that kind of a guy at that rate. I'm glad the Nuggets didn't give it to him. Yeah, I'm glad that we didn't re-sign him. But I think we could have gotten a, like a slightly better haul from the sign-in trade. Um, a second-round pick isn't really what you trade a guy who's making sixty-five million dollars for. But when you consider that, he could have just signed the Clippers yeah. for nothing. I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 it's just a blast trade to me. I, I mean, it didn't feel necessary, and we didn't get anything from it, so I don't really. Let's talk about the depth of the Nuggets with Gallo leaving. Um, they have plenty of power forwards. I mean, they've got Millsap, Fareed, Lydon, Lyles, Darrell Arthur, Wancho's probably a four. At center, they've got Jokic, and right now Plumlee, unless someone signs him. Um, at the three, it's just Wilson Chandler and, I guess, Wancho. But the problem with Wancho is he's not the best dribbler. He's not, and he can't really carry his own offense, but he's a... Yeah, he's more off the ball. I mean, do you think Malik could play no. three? No, you couldn't? No. Oh. See, that's a, there's their weakness as far as depth. Wilson Chandler is their only three. And then yeah. they got plenty of guards. I mean, they got Jameer Nelson, Buch, Emmanuel Moutier, Buch. Those are both hopefully backups behind they Jamal got Murray. Jamal and Jamal Harris. Murray and then Gary Harris, Malik Beasley, Will Barton. Malik is tearing up summer league. So as he should be. I, he, I mean, you, I really like Malik Beasley just for the fact that I was watching a lot of – I was rewatching the summer league game, the Nuggets summer league game, and he was trying as hard as he could on defense. He which, always and, and that's a summer. And this is a stupid summer league game. I mean, summer league is great for figuring out like t- overseas talent and young undrafted guys, but I mean, he already has a roster spot, and it was really cool to see him try as hard as he did. He's an athletic freak. Um, he can shoot the ball. What I like about summer league, I don't really look at it and say, "Wow, this guy's going to be a great NBA player." No, I you think. Just think these are the guys who belong in the NBA, and these are the guys who don't. You can kind of know, you can see oh, yeah, that. You can see really easily. I mean, Beasley belongs. Yeah, Beasley definitely belongs. And there are always those guys who stick out, and you can see that these guys are really going to make it. Yeah, they're going to they're do something in the NBA. It's interesting though. I mean, last year you saw guys like Chris Dunn look exceptional in summer league, and then 
he Ooh. was probably the worst rookie in the league last yeah, year. It was it was awful. I and that was the centerpiece of the Bulls trade. So I, I don't even know what's going on. Chris Dunn, he's twenty three. He had injury in, injury issues at Providence. He's not really a good shooter yet. He's a wild playmaker. He's a good defender. I just think he he looks like a really interesting player, but I don't. I think there's just a lot for him to really overcome in terms of polishing his game and really adding skills. I, I just don't know. He's if, far away from being. He's, he's far away from being a starting point guard. Kind of like Moutier for the Nuggets. Yeah, but I mean, I think what's going to save Chris Dunn is the defense. Yeah, because I mean, he <laughs> tries. Moutier is Moutier. I don't know really what Moutier's saving grace is. I mean, it might be his transition game and his floor vision. Yeah, but he really hasn't shown enough of that in the, at the NBA level to warrant a to warrant like saving him. Yeah, that's the thing. That's a good point about Moody. He doesn't have anything to fall back on. He, yeah, I mean he doesn't do anything like wow, that's gonna if he's struggling, that's what he goes his go to move or he doesn't really have that. Yeah. And that's date I mean he is a great athlete, but that's not really anything to fall back on, especially because the NBA is filled with great athletes. But I mean He's a good penetrator, but he's not a good finisher, so that's the problem there. He can he has there are sometimes he throws just spectacular passes, but he's just wild. It's there are a lot of guys who are like that, and not and most of them don't make it. I want to see one more year of Moutier. I'm not completely giving up on him yet, yeah, just because point guards are so temperamental. It's, yeah, and I mean, look at the top guys in the league right now: uh, Kyle Lowry, Steph, um, Westbrook, Lillard. All these guys. Tony Parker. Parker. I mean, all of, Lil. I mean, Kyle Lowry took, I think, seven years to really transform in anything important. Yep. Um, Steph Curry was played with ankle injuries for the first three or four years of his career. I mean, he, just, he signed a four-year, $44 million contract. Yeah. That's I mean, he, nothing. He showed, some, he showed signs. It's just, I think that it's too early to give up on young point guards. And I think guards take the longest to develop in the NBA. I mean, big guys can really just generally fit in because... I mean, a lot of guys like Jonah Bolden and Jordan Bell, and those kind of players just have games that are really transformable. But guards take a little bit of a longer time because they have the ball in their hands all the time, and you have to really learn on the on the fly. I really like this roster if Moutier is able to take a step and be the starter because then you're looking at a Moutier-Harris backcourt with Murray, Barton, and Beasley coming off the bench, and that means no Jameer Nelson. Woo! <laughs> But if Moutier is bad like last year, then Jameer probably starts with Gary Harris again. I think Murray gets a nod there. I don't know if they want Murray to start at point guard. It's hard to say. I don't if know if I want Murray to start at point guard. It's hard to even say if they wanted to play the one or the two. They had him at the one all last year, and he made it was, some progress. Yeah, it was a weird fit. It's hard. It's hard to say. I don't think it really matters in the NBA anymore. I mean, it's just guards now. Yeah, you can, not really one or two. And he can handle the ball. He can create his own shot a bit. He can shoot. I mean, he he'll be fine. But I really, I think with Moutier, I think you're going to come out and see a guy who the kind of guy you saw at the end of last year, where he was he kind of understood what he needed to do to play, and he really understood how he was going to get his shots and what kind of shots he needed to take. And he was a productive player for the for a playoff ch- contending team. I think you're, you, if we get that version of Moutier, well, that's and fine. Ma- maybe a little bit more. I think that we're 
in a really good place. Um, the only thing is, what if Wilson Chandler gets hurt? If he's he had hurt, some injury problems, what what are the what does the lineup look like? Is Lyon gonna play the three? See, I think Lyon plays the three. I don't think he. I saw this from Vic last night. I I think that he's he's athletic enough to play the three, and I just don't think he's big enough to play the four right now. He's definitely not big enough to play the four, but he doesn't really have the body or the handles to play the three. Yeah, but I, I, mean, don't, I don't think he's really ready to contribute that much this year. I don't think he is either, but I think with him, I think if we need him to contribute, I think he can be a good three on this team because, I mean, you don't need... It, right now, the way the roster is, roster is constructed with such a phenomenal front court and the guys who are really good passers, I don't think you need guards who can really create their own shots on a consistent basis because you have Paul Millsap and Jokic who can create really quality looks for everyone on the team. And so I think that that's what's really going to be important for the young guards that we get now and the, and the young players is that they can shoot and defend. Because if we can have a bunch of 3 and D guys surrounding Millsap and Jokic, I think we're a dangerous team. You know who sounds like a perfect fit at the 3? Jay Crowder. Well... I mean, on the Nuggets is Wancho. Oh. Wancho. Wancho, yeah. Three, he's a lights-out three-point shooter. And he can defend a little bit, too. It's yeah. nice. He's rangy. That's probably who they would put if they were in a bind and Wilson couldn't start. Um, but, yeah, Jay Crowder. Uh, I've been talking with my Celtics buddy. Um, he said he would want Wancho back in a trade for Jay Crowder. I'm not sure that will be. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Celtics probably need to dump either one of Marcus Smart or Jay Crowder. I like I like Smart more for that team, for the Nuggets team, or for the Celtics. Uh, both. He's just a dog, and he makes a ton of plays. Crowder's contract is so good. I would take him on the Nuggets. Yeah, but people say he's the best contract in the NBA, and I, I don't think that. I think that Jokic is the best contract in the NBA. He's making okay. Like, that's fair. He's not even making two million dollars a year. He's. <laughs> We're getting some all-star production out of him. Depending on the numbers on Lydon's contract, he could still be the. Uh, yeah, least paid player on the entire roster. Yeah, and I, which actually, is just freaking awesome. Crazy. And <laughs> I actually want to talk about uh, Jokic and his money because I was listening to, listening to the low post and Zach Lowe was really laying out how the Nuggets have to approach Jokic's free upcoming like free agency and extension and his options and things like that. And basically, it comes down to. If we take the t- if we pick up the team option next year, he's a re- he's a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent the next year. Yeah. But if we leave it, then he's restricted. I think that that's what we need to do. Why? Because he's going to get a max from someone. He's going to get a max, but I mean, we have lots of renounce Millsap. I think if we get by ourselves another year with him in a restricted free agency, we can renounce Millsap so we can sign him. You depending mean on how Millsap goes? You mean exercise the option? For, for no, no, no! Year. Don't exercise the option for the the year after. So then we'd have to sign him after this upcoming year? Yeah. And do you think that's better? Why? Because he's restricted then. I I don't think we want Jokic going into unrestricted free agency. I just, that worries me a lot, considering how lucky we were to get him and how little prospects we have for, like, a real superstar. If he he makes that all-NBA team this year, he would be eligible for the Supermax? Yeah, I think if he makes that all-NBA team, we're okay. That's really what I'm baking on, but it's a really grim situation. But then we'd have to give him the Supermax. Yeah, this is, that's the problem. Can another team sign him in restricted free agency to a Supermax? No, the Supermax is only for the team. I don't think he's even eligible for this. I think the Supermax goes for like guys who've been in the league for... I think it's a years of service thing. I'm not entirely sure. I think it has... If he makes their all-NBA team, I think we, we're the only ones who can offer a Supermax. 
the only the incumbent team is the only one who can offer the supermax. And in restricted free agency, we we have the right to match. So that's really what we want. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let, let's move on to the other NBA other moves the offseason. Hold on. Uh, let me just say one other thing. Um, so that's when you look at the roster and you think, wow, the Nuggets aren't really paying anyone besides Millsap. It's why don't they expensive. just throw money? Why don't they just throw money at people? Well, that's why. It's about to get super expensive. Garris this year, Jokic in two years, Murray in three years. And yeah. that's why they're not throwing money at people. Yeah, this core is about to get expensive. Um, let, let's move on to, I think, I, I want to talk about the Butler trade a little bit more. I want to I get your feelings on how this works for Minnesota. On how it works for them? And, and like, how, how this is good, how Minnesota's going to be next year with... <laughs> I think they're going to be very good. I'd say they're probably the fourth, fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Looking at mine, I was doing it to see where the Nuggets would land. Um, I had the Nuggets anywhere from fifth to seventh seed. Yeah. I think that the Timberwolves are probably the fourth best team. Um, oh. Towns is a freak. Uh, and then they, they add another score in Jimmy Butler, but more importantly, a good defender in Jimmy Butler to yeah. pair with Wiggins, who was not a good defender. Not and, a good defender taking it lightly. And then they dump Rubio and pick up a really good point guard in Jeff Teague. Yeah. He's not great, but he's, he's really good. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I worry about with the Wolves is just how the roster – how those guys, how the chemistry really works, because they really have three ball-dominant guys. And I yeah. tweeted that they're kind of, they're redoing the three alphas experiment that Chicago did last year, but it, like in a much better version of it. Better players? Yeah, way better players. <laughs> I think it's just, it's going to be weird because none of those guys are really great off-ball, except for maybe Towns in a couple years. But he's still Towns not a great option. Towns isn't great off the ball. Um, Towns isn't a great passer either. He's not a great, it, it's... A really weird situation. Um, you know, I saw a stat that said Towns was a way worse defender than Jokic oh, was. He's, yeah, he's like one of the worst defenders in the NBA. And Jokic is actually, he's, he's not as position. bad a defender stats-wise as people think yeah, he he's is. Yeah, he's a good positional defender. I mean, he's he comes from the Marcus Gasol school of positional defending. I mean, he's, he's the same actually kind of guy. a plus rim protector, according to he's the stats. He's better rim protector than Nurkic. And you play guards who can actually, you know, like stop ball penetration. Wow. Yeah, if you play guy, if you play like Malik Beasley and Garris, hey, thirty minutes a game, then you got a really good, you got a decent defense on your hands. What a novel concept! If other players do their job, then Jokic would look better. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy craziness. Concept. Yeah, but I think um, the Wolves will be good, um, better than the Nuggets. Um, let's go through one through eight the seeds. Oh yeah. That'll, that'll be a good sort of view of the landscape in the West. The West, it, let's. The West is insane right now. I mean, every team outside of like the bottom three with Phoenix, Sacramento, and LA look like they can easily contend for that eighth eight seed. It's not like Sacramento's just going to roll over either. They got some. Yeah, they, they're not going to roll. They have guys who really want to win too. So I mean, they feel like this is going to be a really really fun year in the right. West. Like the a couple years ago when the Phoenix was in the lottery and they won like forty eight games. Yeah. So, um, first, obviously, is the Warriors. I got them as the one seed. Well, obviously, yeah. Pretty much the same team as last year. Actually, probably even better. Um, two, I've got the Rockets second. Yeah. Um, the addition of Chris Paul. It'll be interesting to see how that works with Harden. Uh, third is the Spurs, I've got. Uh, yeah. And the Spurs have a lot of things up in the air, but you just never can really... Yeah, maybe this is the year they finally fall off, but I don't, I don't believe it. Kawhi, Kawhi, and Patty Mills, and Danny Green, Tony Parker, it's all still there for him. Yeah, 
And Aldridge is still on the team, right? I mean, he didn't go anywhere else. I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I mean, that was the whole rumor before free agency started as well. Whereas, yeah, I don't think he wants to say. Is his contract up next year or the year after? Uh, I think it's for a while longer. Oh, that's just great. That's <laughs> just great. That's fine for me. I'm sick of the Spurs. I'm, I don't know. I like the Spurs. I just I hate Lamarcus Aldridge. It's uh, not good. Yeah, it it kind of happened fast too. I liked his I liked his game, and then I watched him this year. I was like, wow, it's not good. It's not anywhere near. Not good. good. I mean, uh, so fourth, I've got the Timberwolves. Some people have the Thunder fourth. Uh, I'm not as sold as the Thunder on as other team as yeah. other people are. Um, even though they did add Paul George, who's a great defender. And they got they could have the best defense in the NBA easily. So I think the the top first four are set, and then I got tiers of teams. So in the fifth to seventh tier, teams competing for those spots I think would be the Thunder, the Clippers, the Nuggets, um, probably the uh, Jazz. They'll still be there. Mm-hmm. The Jazz might be one tier lower now with losing Hayward. Yeah, and I'm not as high on the Clippers as everyone else. I really just. I look at their roster and they have some interesting pieces, but man, I don't know if Blake Griffin can really lead you to yeah. playoff contending. What was the last time you made it through a whole season without getting hurt? Yeah. Same with Gallo. And that whole thing can fall apart. I mean, they have a lot of injury-prone guys. Beverly's never been one to really be really durable. And how is DeAndre Jordan going to be without an elite point guard? It, it's going to be difficult to play Gallo, Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan yeah. together. Yeah. Because none of those be guys. Four. Are, I mean, he, yeah. he should be. Yeah, none of those guys are plus defenders. Except, I mean, Jordan's a great defender, but Griffin is terrible. No. Gallo is. No. Gallo and Griffin are just too slow to really. They, they like their injuries have really sapped a lot of their mobility and athleticism. Yeah. So that, that's the that tier. I guess I'll put the Jazz one tier down, and that competing for the seventh, eighth spots. Uh, you got the the Jazz, the Grizzlies. Um, some other teams lurking there, maybe. I mean, the Trailblazers will be in the mix too. Yeah. Can't forget about Portland. Um, is there anyone else going to be competing for a playoff spot? You think? Noah. New Orleans, yeah. I guess if they can find a way to gel those the twin towers together, that'll be good too. Yeah, I think. But looking at the landscape like that, I like the Nuggets' chances for sure to make the playoffs. And I think oh, in Memphis, you forgot. No, I had Memphis, Memphis in the seventh, oh. eighth tier range. Yeah, I, yeah. Do you think they're going to be good again this year? No. If Chandler Parsons lost, can look yeah. like um, you know not the person that he was last but, year, but can he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But Chandler Parsons looked really bad last year. Maybe yeah. it was the injury, but he was really bad. I mean, even when he was playing, it was you. He was injured a lot, but when he was playing, it was bad. It was not it was just not fun. Dallas is probably still not ready. Uh-huh. It's like Dennis Smith, but they have Yogi Ferrell and Seth Curry and Harrison Barnes. And Dirk. And Dirk. Getting major minutes. And Nerlens. And that doesn't really feel like a... The West is too good anything. for them. It's too good for him. So that's where we see the Nuggets, at least I see the Nuggets, somewhere in the fifth to seventh range. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm not as high on OKC. Some people say they're the fourth yeah, best team. L- yeah, let's talk about that OKC, OKC team in that trade. Um, so they have Westbrook. I mean, they dumped Sabonis and Oladipo to the Pacers, which what are the Pacers that's the, doing? That's the steal of the century right there. That is insane. 
even if it's just for a one-year rental because really it's a salary dump for the thunder because now they don't have to pay for four more years of oladipo garbage and savonis was one of the worst starters in the league last year yeah do you like savonis i no. don't like savonis at all no i mean he can kind of shoot and he can kind of play in the post but he doesn't do anything i wouldn't you- want him as a centerpiece to the trade to trade away your star player if yeah, that's what I, you're asking. And I'm just, it, it's, it baffles me when teams come out and say they have better offers on the table. And there's no way that was the best offer for Paul George. There, it wasn't. I mean, the Celtics had apparently a great offer. Um, well, Danny H, I think, is a little, he does that a lot where he, after, after the trade, he says, we, we offered our entire team for the well, guy. Yeah, we, we offered him four first round picks, but they just turned yeah, it down. We, we offered four first rounders Bologna and Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It just. But, I mean, you look at the Thunder lineup now, pretty good starting five. If they can keep Roberson. Oh, wait, they kept Roberson. They kept Roberson. So now it's Westbrook, Roberson, Paul George, Stephen Adams, and Patrick Patterson. Yeah, and I'm not as high as Stephen Ad- on Stephen Adams as everyone else. I just don't. I like Stephen Adams. I just don't see what everyone sees. I mean, he's a good rim protector and he can rebound, but he doesn't offer much else anywhere. But what 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 does their bench look like? What if I Paul mean, George gets hurt? Samaj, like he Samaj, does? Samaj Christi- Christen, um, um, Anthony Morrow's not on the team anymore. Uh, it's just not much there. Ennis Cantor, Nick Collison, Cantor. Kyle Singler. Yeah, it's Cantor. That is a sad, sad. Bench. No guards. I mean, is there even a guard on their team <laughs> besides Westbrook? I think Norris Cole played in that team at some point. Hard to say. Uh, who was their other guy? I mean, they had campaign, they had campaign but they and they had Morrow, but they traded those guys him. to Chicago. And they lost Taj Gibson to the Timberwolves. Yeah. Wait, and Kisla up. What does their bench look like? I and Kisla says that. Uh, the Timberwolves signing. Oh Josh yeah, let's Gibson. talk about Mike Kisla here Mark, for a second. Mark Kisla. Mark Kisla. Whatever. Two years, twenty-eight million for Taj Gibson is a better like, deal than Paul Millsap for two years, sixty. I mean, of course, Taj Gibson's contract is better because he's a worse player. He's not as good. He was like they're the same player. I mean, Taj Gibson is practically an all-star. His question was: Is Paul Millsap twice as good as Taj Gibson because he's making twice as much money. That's not how salary works. Uh, that's not how the NBA that's works. Not there, how anything works. Jesus. It's so annoying when Pete, when NFL fans try to compare that salary structure to the NBA's salary structure. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. Because I mean, NFL teams have to pay like fifty-three people. Yeah, fifty-three people and an entire coaching staff and all this other stuff. It's just. It's oh, just not the same. It's just not the same. You want to hear their want to hear the Thunder's backups? Let's hear it. All right, Samaje Christian. Who is that? That's who he is. He's yeah. Um, uh, Alex Abrines, Kyle Singler, <laughs> Josh Hustis, Jeremy Grant, Nick Collison, and Ennis Cantor. I forgot about Jeremy Grant. He's an okay player. I forgot about Abrines too. They're all okay players. The fact that you forgot about that, that they exist yeah. really speaks to how great they are. I mean, they would be good if they're the seventh or eighth or ninth guys coming off the bench. But they're the sixth and seventh guys yeah. coming off the bench. So, I mean, you know, that that's a team, I guess. Yeah, Ugh. they'll be in the same class, I think, as the Nuggets yeah. coming down the stretch. But Sam Presti did an incredible job. I mean, oh, he got he got the Patrick, world's best salary dump. Yeah, and he got Patrick Patterson on a dirt cheap deal. 
He got um, he he got Paul George there for nothing. He did a really great job. Do you like the Roberson th- three years thirty for That's Roberson? That's a great deal for Roberson. I mean, he didn't get as much. Mo- he didn't really max out his market. But, but he could have gotten a max. We were talking about him possibly getting a max before I, the playoffs I started. I couldn't even believe that he would get a max. I was, he was atrocious in the playoffs on offense. I just, I mean, I get that there are guys like him. Tony Allen comes to mind, who've made a lot of money for just being great defenders. But I mean, Tony Allen is he's not he's, he ghastly offers, on offense. He can, yeah, he can he can give you like ten to twelve points a game, and pretty pretty efficiently sometimes. But, I mean, Andre Roberson is just... I'm not a fan of players who are so one-dimensional that other teams can game plan to expose it yeah, to I mean, such a degree. Yeah, like I mean, DeAndre Jordan, I mean, yeah, Marcus Kyrie, Smart. Kyrie is one-dimensional, basically, but he's so good in that one dimension that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But Andre Roberson, he just, he's not a good passer. He's not really... A, he's not exposed against the Rockets. I mean, yeah, they exposed him. And he didn't make him pay. I mean, there's sometimes he can hit threes, but you can't be a 25% three-point shooter and a 47% free-throw shooter if you're a guard. I mean, that's those are barely acceptable numbers for a big man in today's NBA. Big man. It's not good. He's... I, I have the same feeling about him as Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I like Contavious Caldwell-Pope. <laughs> What why don't you like about him? He's an undersized two guard who can defend who can who's a decent defender, but he's not a good enough ball handler to run pick and roll, and he's still like a thirty five percent three point shooter. He can score a little bit though. A little bit. He can do a little bit of he can he's like He's gonna out, get overpaid. He's about to yeah, get overpaid. He's, he's a rough outline of a three and D player. Yeah. This is just a I mean the guard market is kind of blah right now. It's Outside of like the top five guys who are on the market, it's just ugly to get a good wing or a good guard. Derek Rose. Oh, gross. You should start for the Nuggets this year. No, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Stop. That's a joke, everyone. That's a joke. Oh, God. Um, oh, Ray- Raymond Felton signed in the Thunder, actually. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, now they're great. They're set. Great team now. They're yeah. set there. Uh, you want to talk about... Wait, I have something I want to talk about. All right, let's do it. I want to do a little hypothetical here. Say, go back to before the draft. Um, you're Danny Ainge. How do you handle the Celtics offseason? Oh, my God. If you I, could do it all over again, what would, you, would you change anything? How would you handle it differently? With I, all those assets they have. Um, i try to get Jimmy Butler. And, I mean, I feel like you could at the with how the, bad that trade was for um, Chicago, I think you could easily beat that. Mm-hmm. Just offer them a couple first-round picks and Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley, and I think they would take it in a heartbeat. And then I think you try to sign Gordon Hayward, but I, th- I think you try to sell him on the idea of taking a Kevin Durant-type pay cut. Well, actually, that, that wouldn't work. I don't think he would do it. I think you try to still sign Gordon Hayward to the max and really just get rid of a lot of your guys you don't need. I mean, Terry Rozier isn't really worth much. Uh, you could get easily get rid of Marcus Smart, turn him into more assets. And then I think you just go into next year trying as hard as you can to be, contend because it looks like, I mean, this is the first time in, I think, eight or nine years where the East looks w- more winnable than it really has because, I mean, you always have LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love, 
but the Cavs are on the verge of falling apart. Their supporting cast is atrocious. There aren't really a lot of contenders out east, so I think you try to get. I think you try as hard as you can to get to the finals this year. And do you keep the first pick, or do you trade it to the third? Yeah, I keep, you have to keep it. I mean, you have, and you have a thirty-year-old Isaiah Thomas who's getting paid, who's about to get paid next year. And I think you want to get his incumbent on the books for, on a rookie deal. I've been thinking about this, and I this is what I would have done if I was Danny Ainge. So you look at their assets. They've got their first pick this year, number one. They still got Brooklyn's pick next year. They've got a few first-round picks in 2019 from like the Lakers, I think, and the Grizzlies. So they still have a bunch of assets, plus all these young guys. Yeah, and the Lakers and the Gri- Grizzlies don't seem to be anything. Yeah. So here's what I do. I take Fultz number one, mm-hmm. um, and then I trade Isaiah Thomas to the Knicks for Chris Tapps. I think the Knicks take that in a, in a heartbeat. If Phil is still wow. running the show there. Yeah, if Phil's running the show, they do it. So then I still sign Gordon Hayward. And then you can still keep because Chris Stapps is still on his rookie deal. You don't have to be forced into trading guys like Avery Bradley or Michael yeah. and Jay Crowder. Yeah, I like that. Because like you dump that. all that Isaiah salary. I like that. I guess a little more depth. Um, they can keep all their guards so they're not so top-heavy as they are now. But do you With keep- Tatum and Crowder... And you know all the Zizich and all the yeah. big guys they've got. Wait, so you still keep, you still make the trade for the number three pick? No, no, I'd keep oh. the first pick. You take? Do you take Tatum number one? Fultz. Fultz. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because you said Tatum. Well, you said Tatum like a couple. Seconds. Well, I was saying because oh. right now their their team is so top heavy. They don't have any guards. Yeah. Outside of Isaiah, their starting lineup is going to be so huge. It. I mean, Jalen Brown's going to have to play the two. Jalen Brown looks like he could be someone special. Yeah, but he's going to have to play the two. Yeah. There's, I so, mean, you want to move on to Summer League because there's been some like second-year guys who've been really showing up. Yeah, say what you will about the Summer League. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I, really, I've been, I really like what I've been seeing from Jalen Brown and Brandon Ingram, the, top two, the two of the top three picks from the 2016 draft. I mean, Brandon Ingram's looked like a phenomenal player out there. I mean, I know it's summer league, but he's really shown some really interesting, like shot creating ability and defensive versatility and playmaking. And Jalen Brown's just been—I mean, his three pointer is not near where it needs to be, but it's getting there. And so he looks like he could be something really special for that team down the road. They're doing what you expect them to do. Um, Second-year players, yeah, dominating the summer league. Both athletic freaks. Mm-hmm. Um, Ingram's done now for the rest of the summer league with leg cramps. That's yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, Those must be some long leg cramps if they already know he's going to be out for the rest of the summer league. Most yeah, cramps I have are done huge. after a few minutes. Yeah, they're pretty massive leg cramps. <laughs> Those must be pretty extensive. <laughs> and uh, Lonzo had a just top notch first game. Go on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he. I mean, it, it's it's this a stupid summer league, and it was one game. But he really, he needs more reps in the pick and roll, and that's he needs more reps in the pick and roll, and he needs he really kind of looked slow. You saw everything that at least I expected to see. Yeah, I mean, he was a great passer, and he was really hitting guys. But I think they ran the show, hesitant to attack. Um, that's what you, I think I saw from Lonzo. 
he was hesitant to attack even in college, Definitely. but he when was, he did, he did it pretty well, I thought. He did it well. I just think he needs to do it more often. I think he, he could, if he develops like a really good drive and kick game, then that he's really dangerous then. Yep. Um, um, and when he's not making a shot, it looks ugly just because his shot looks so ugly. But I think he'll have bad shooting nights just like anyone else sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's and just, it's summer league. I mean, yeah, who cares about summer league? And you saw Bryce Johnson get into it. God, I always hated Bryce Johnson. You, you, well, yeah, he went to North Carolina. You he's, can't just say you hate all these guys who went to North Carolina. He's a bad seed. He's just no one ever. Shut up. I don't just think anyone roots up. for him. <laughs> yeah, he has no fans in the world whatsoever. <laughs> And he was just getting into it. You know, he'd schooled Lonzo on a baseline move and celebrating everywhere. I mean, he's just getting that treatment because he's Lonzo. Yeah, probably. I mean, Lonzo... Probably. Lonzo's... De- I mean, LeVar's really made some enemies for Lonzo. And I don't think even Lonzo's really done much. He's just been trying to market himself and make money. Lonzo's not done anything wrong. He's done nothing. And LeVar's just like... LeVar's going to put a bounty on his kid's head. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. I'm truly ashamed. You said that so sarcastically. <laughs> well, it's a shame for Alonzo. It's yeah. Lavar gets what's coming to him. Um, let's let's move on to an one update. Let's wait. We have rumor watch first. Oh yeah, rumor watch. Forgot about rumor watch. That's a fun, it's a fun thing. You ever? Okay, you start out with rumor watch. All right. Um, so a lot of the big names have signed. Some of the other rumors we're seeing: Melo. Possibly either getting traded or bought out. Looking at maybe the Cavs or the Rockets, maybe the Heat. Um, the Knicks, again, in the middle of a mess. No leverage there. <laughs> Brian Windhorst says if they trade him, it's going to be for a minimal return. Yeah. Because of his contract. It's so bad. Uh, so, I mean, their best player is going to return very little, either through buyout or through trade. Um, the other rumor, uh, I guess, is... Otto Porter is going to get his contract matched by the uh, Wizards. It's not official yet, but I think that's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, Contavious Copo Pope renounced by the Pistons, and it sounds like the Nets are going to make a play for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's. I don't know what the Knicks are doing or what any team the East is doing right now. It just doesn't make sense. Like, or any half, team in the East. How the moves they're making. I mean. It just—I don't get what's going on. The East is like just sad. It's—it's it's gotten to the point where it's like Kings level dysfunction, just for an entire conference. It's unprecedented how yeah. bad it is. And I, I have my one rumor. The only rumor I really want to talk about is Rajon Rondo to New York, which would be the most New York move of this entire off season. Because mm-hmm. it's just. They fit so perfectly with all the dysfunction and attitude, and just I really want to see Raj and Rondo on the Knicks. <laughs> I really want to see it. I really just want to see some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish it was if Phil Jackson was just there for this one year when Raj and Rondo was there, just so I could see everything that happens. <laughs> uh, this trade just happened as we're recording. Yeah, CJ Miles. Simon trade Corey Joseph from the Raptors to the Pacers for CJ Miles. What are the rap? What are the Pacers doing? Are they just trying to acquire every back, every like mid-level backup point guard they possibly can because they all just signed Darren Collison a couple days ago. Yeah, Corey Jofis, Corey Jofis, Joseph. Uh, he's a nice player. What? Miles gets three years, twenty-five. That's low with the Raptors. 
That's pretty good with the player option. With the player, wasn't he supposed to make like? I liked him on the Nuggets. That would have been a good fit. Yeah, I liked three on the Nuggets this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he would have been good on the Nuggets. I mean, even Rajon Rondo would have been fun on the Nuggets. <laughs> Stop. Oh my. What you're saying, Rajon Rondo, and like would not be fun on the Nuggets because I think he'd be like the most fun option for the Nuggets. Define fun. Fun in what way? I don't know. I mean, he's a great passer, and so is Millsap and Jokic. I think it would just be... I think the offensive possessions would just be, like, pure passing and no shots. <coughs> I think that's what it would come to. And <coughs> that'd just be really fun. I mean, it wouldn't be fun because I'm a Nuggets fan, but, I mean... You keep saying it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be great. It would be great. Oh, it's going to happen. It would be, 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 be great for, like, three games and I get super sick of it and want Rondo out of town. I like Rondo, though. When he, for those first two games against the, the Celtics, he led, he led the Bulls to two wins in the Garden. Yeah. That was fun. That was okay. That was vintage Rondo. That was okay. That was okay. That was okay. It was, it's it's the East. I it's just that was when the Celtics were freaking out and they should fire Brad Stevens. Yeah, they were freaking out. That was like crazy. Oh, we should fire Brad Stevens. Mm. Okay, wait. What are your thoughts on Jason Tatum so uh, far in the summer league? Yeah, we're watching the replay of the Celtics game. One note looks looks great. Um, looks great. The one issue is uh, all the mid range fall away fadeaways. Uh, they look cool when they he go hits in, them, but. They look cool when they go in. It's a little Kobe-esque. Uh, he shoots like this. It's just like... But it's really not efficient. It's not the way the NBA is going. So we'll see. Wow. I'm surprised you're actually criticizing someone from Duke. Maybe. Um, well, it's just a summer league. Coach K is going to have a nice talk with him. <laughs> it's going to get things worked out. It's yeah, you know fun. how Coach K is just a huge advanced analytics guy. Hey, man. Don't say... Th Coach <laughs> K knows hey, what man. he's doing. All right? Whoa, what was, what was that? that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it'll be just to see how Tatum, maybe he's just a little tentative taken to the rack. Um, and shooting threes and doing it. He, look, he looks like a bigger DeMar DeRozan with a three-pointer. and I've seen a little like, comparison to Paul Pierce. It's a little more athletic than Paul Pierce. A little. But um, that just might be Celtics fans being hopeful. You know, his, his arms are so long. It's just like weird to watch him shoot because it's crazy how yeah. long his arms are yeah any other rumors you want to talk about no i really just want to get out rondo to the knicks i think that's my favorite rumor i've ever heard we already talked about Jokic for the n1 um yes yeah, we talked most the about M1. the stories maybe. i mean there's some college basketball news uh, there is i don't know what is it oh actually uh in the in FIBA, the U.S. lost to Canada. Yeah, so RJ that, that happened. Um, and I just want to get out some thoughts about Kentucky because they get all these like five star recruits, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is gonna be the greatest team in the college basketball history." But half of those players are like Winnie Gabriel and Isaiah Briscoe guys, like just completely bad at basketball. And I think it's just like a little well, half might be a little. No, no, no. No, it's true. I mean, look at last year. The guys that they picked up, the guys that Kentucky picked up, I think it was Winning Gabriel, Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox. Was Gabriel a freshman last year? Yeah. I so, thought he had been no, there no, no, before no, last no. year. No, no, no. No, no, no. Sasha Kilia Jones and some other guy. And the fact that I don't remember his name. Well, they didn't play. That doesn't mean they won't now. He just... They, they Kyle Perry is a great recruiter. What are you trying yeah, to say? Yeah, but, I mean, they don't... The guys that pick up are... 
like two of them every year are great, but then the other two or three are just awful, awful players. Are you really going to sit here and be like, Isaiah Briscoe was a great sighting? Well, it's really not great. every player that you sign to, in recruiting is going to be some superstar first-round. Look at all the first-round picks Kyle Perry has over the first last few years. I know, I know. A lot of them are great, but he also has, like, Daniel Ortons and guys like that. Nitpicking. You're nitpicking. Yeah, I really just... Kentucky's, just trying to get a shot in at Calipari before the no, podcast is over. No, I just really, I hate a lot of the players they pick. I mean, why didn't Gabriel? <laughs> I just hate him. <laughs> I, just, I don't know how many times I can say I hate Whiting Gabriel. Maybe if I say it enough, he'll just go away. Like LeVar Ball saying he'll speak it into existence. Maybe maybe someday Whiting Gabriel will just decide he's not good at the sport. Sorry, I just thought I remembered Vince Carter signed with the Kings too for $8 million. He's like 45 years old. What are they? For the Kings. Why didn't the Grizzlies just keep him? What are the Grizzlies doing? I don't know, but how, you know how old he is? My dad remembered him in college. Yeah. And my dad's like... Old? Yeah, well, super old. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> all right, I think that's, that's all I got. That's all my rants for the day. I'm out of bullets, yeah. We just went in Gabriel. He sucks. All right, if he comes back next year and averages like 20 a game, then I'm going to be so disappointed in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop. If Gabriel averages 20 a game and becomes a lottery pick, we will stop doing the podcast. It'll be, it'll be over for us if yeah. that happens. But, um, you know, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the RBT Podcast, me at Kyle Schulte 17 uh, Yeah, get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spot- not Spotify. Tune in. We really anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we also got a cool logo redesign, which I did, which I'm very proud of. Wow, tooting your I'll own plug it every time. I think I plugged it last the draft episode too, and the episode before that. I'm really excited about it. Just send your thoughts about that. Um, if you have any questions, you, you could send them in. We'll answer anything on the air. Yeah, so send us any fun. question. Any question you Twitter, have, anything like that. It doesn't even have to be about basketball. We'll answer any single question you have. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We'll see you next week.